Hello everyone, welcome to this new episode of Connection Preview Podcast. I'm Clémence de Crécy, founder and managing director of luxury PR agency Clementine Communication. Delighted today to welcome a dear friend. Um, his name is Andy Clark. He's a TV producer. I met him while he was working behind the camera over 15 years ago, launching what we know now, the very famous program on um, ITV called Saturday Kitchen. He is now doing his own producing. He's left, left Cactus TV, he's now a freelance uh, journalist as well as being a producer. And he's launching in the next coming weeks a fabulous new series all about chocolate, which I'm delighted to quiz him today uh, on his favorite English chocolate brands. Uh, what does he match it with? His favorite drinks? I mean, the man is a source of knowledge and coming to anything related to food and, and, uh, and wine and spirits, actually. Really looking forward to that chat. And with no further ado, we are going to welcome Andy. Andy, give us a wave if you're there. Yay! Hello. Okay. How are you, my friend? I'm all right. I'm all right. I've got um, my cup of tea on the go, so uh, all is good. Just making sure that I'm framed. I'm all right. There we are. Look, it's not often that we get together with. Look at you with your breakfast. You, normally, we've got a glass of fizz in our hands or something. Exactly. It's my Britishness and my little Clementi branded, nice and subtle. No. I, I've already had, I've had two clementines this morning, funnily enough, already. Oh, there we go. So nice to see you. So, as you know, uh, we organized this little chat that then stays on our channel. Um, so it's a slow, a slow pickup at the beginning, but then we end up at, at least sort of 500, 100,000 people watching. Yeah. We, we want to chat to you because once I know you, and for the story, for those watching, um, I met with Andy, oh, a good, a good, yeah, <clears throat> 10, 10 or 15 years ago, yeah. when Andy used to work at Cactus TV, if I recall well, and you were one of the producers there. And as a luxury PR agency, half of my clientele is food and drink. And you were working on a show called Saturday Kitchen. Yeah. And I remember you, Andy, turning up to some of our events and all my team and I were, oh my gosh, Andy came, he's going to pick up some product for the show. And we got so excited. So over the years, Andy, you remain on top of our list of, we need to invite Andy. Andy was our celebrity amongst this PR world. Um, so, and then we evolved, we got to know each other and we've done some work together recently on various clients. Um, yeah. So congratulations, because you're doing so much and you seem to be doing so well despite the, the climate, which is quite difficult at the moment. So my first question to you would be, how are you? <laughs> how have you been? All right, I guess. Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. It's been a year of ups and downs, I think, for all of us, hasn't it? We yeah. were, you know, rebrand in some way, whether it's our personal life, our, our professional life. You know, as you said, I'm a TV producer by trade, and we met when I was producing Saturday Kitchen. Um, I think some of the, the companies and the food and drink companies that you represent, you know, were featured on the show. And we, you know, I was living in London at the time. When we, do you remember those days when we could actually go to launches and actually do tastings? To, that's when we first sort of connected, wasn't it? Which is yeah. 10 plus years ago. Um, and we've just sort of, you know, kept in contact. But I'll tell you what, I am naturally... I'm quite a positive person. I'm somebody yeah. who people often say you've got, I've got quite a sunny disposition. When I wake up in the morning, I think about the positive things I can do in the day um, that make me happy, that make other people happy, which is sort of reflected in my 
social media as well. I like to try and raise a smile um, and sort of, you know, share the love of, you know, whether it's cooking or, or drinks or whatever it might be. Um, and I think, you know, but not behind that as such, but with that, it's slightly selfish because sometimes I need that pick me up and I need that feeling that today I'm going to do something good for somebody else because yes. some, I find since the beginning of lockdown um, this time last year, I struggled very much on a Monday because, you know, being a freelance uh, TV producer and writer and event host, everything just dried up because we were all so frightened about the world caving in. And um, I've got to be honest, I was really worried, you know, financially and for the, for the, the mental health and the physical health for everybody that I, I know. Um, and I, I would definitely struggle with the fact that I'm usually so busy. I like to get up and, you know, I, I like to have lots of things going on, lots of plates spinning. Yes, exactly. I'm sure you're the same where you just feel like you want to do lots of lovely things. And because of that enforced time off and that I have felt like I was useless and I felt I, I can't do anything to help other people. I can't do anything for myself. And I, sh I knew that I should have been working on a, a series that I'd started to produce and direct, um, which funnily enough actually starts airing next week. So we can talk about that in a bit. But um, you it, will, yeah. we had to put that on hold and I thought, oh, I want to be busy. And so that's, where I sort of started to slightly struggle. And I still have moments like that. Sometimes mm. I'm busier than I am. But I think you use that to make yourself do something positive, really. Yeah. So. so how have you kept busy? Because we've had we've had different type of guests and I think everybody has their struggle, had their struggle over the past 12 months. Um, we started to get involved with a, a charity called Better, um, which really helped people with mental health and suicide prevention. And it's 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 drastic, actually, the numbers that you see uh, over the past 12 months of people like you and I, um, who are always on the go during events, meeting people, socializing, networking. My life is around meeting and chatting to people. And from one day to another, I was at home with my three kids. Uh, looking at my husband every day, bless him if he's watching. But it, it's just been such a change. Um, and it's actually been really, really difficult. I'm not going to lie. I've had my upside down as well. And it's hard to recognize, but actually helps to put it out there to the world. Um, but, you know, for me, sometimes, I, I mean, as a PR agency, we suddenly went and worked from home. Um, and, and we had to reinvent ourselves, exactly like yourself. All the events dead from one month to another 40 percent of the business down from a friday night to a monday morning and it's about this picking up moment where you think actually i want to fight i've got this passion i love what i do i'm going to just do something else so we launched these zoom calls we launched this zoom tasting we launched this uh this podcast so we call them connection privé where we interview people like yourself and we just want to know how people are doing and yeah. that has really kept us going um and to keep in touch with with the world uh and Actually, I'm starting to enjoy that drastically. I'm back at the office now, I'm not gonna lie. The decor is actually my office and my staff is here with me, which I'm really lucky. But, um, but I know a lot of people are still working from home. What do you think of all these tastings online and these events online? Do you think they're gonna carry on? Well, I think there is a place for them. I think that I think some of them will, actually. I mean, I know from a tasting point of view, you know, we're all uh, itching to get back into a room and actually uh, taste wines and, and drinks with, with other people, obviously. But there is a part of this, and I think we have to focus on the positives about how our world has changed in the last year. But I think there is a sense that actually, I've probably done more smaller tastings that I wouldn't have, have had a chance to get to because okay. it's been online. And um, that's actually been quite interesting because obviously now I, I'm not living in London, I'm back in Bristol where I'm from. Right. I wouldn't 
London for one event, if I'm going to go in for a meeting, I like to make sure that I've got a few things that I can tick off the list in one go uh, with one train journey uh, into town. Um, so sometimes I would miss some of the small tastings. And um, actually, the one thing that I have noticed is that with these Zoom tastings is that I'm able to do more. I, I, I did one yesterday yeah. on uh, uh, with um, uh, the, the South African sparkling wine. And I learned so much. And it was great because I probably wouldn't have, you know, if that was an event in London, maybe I wouldn't have come unless I had other things on. But <laughs> saying are lucky that we can connect thank goodness for the internet that we can stay connected with people on instagram live on on zoom on teams all of that but saying that it's not i am such a hugger i'm such a people <laughs> person you can't beat actually being in the same room as your a husband your husband is watching so come on give him give him a hug give him a virtual hug <laughs> Above me, he's just above me in, in the office upstairs. I said, I'm going to go into a different room. Um, so we've actually, yeah, we've actually, we had a very small office here. And then what we've done, one of the bedrooms uh, into a bigger office. And it's got the view, which we're, we're lucky to have a nice view here. And it sort of gives you a bit of inspiration. And the old office now has been turned into sort of my tasting room, really, because obviously the, one of the ways I've, I've rebranded over lockdown is that I've a lot more uh, drinks, writing, and event hosting online. And, you know, I've got so many things I need to taste. We actually needed to use the old office as my glorified drinks cabinet. It's quite shocking. It looks like a bar in there, but you, you know what you. that is. Oh, well, I can't complain. I don't know if you see some of the boxes behind me. Um, I yes. love our industry. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, it, it is lovely. It's so fabulous that we get to support so many lovely producers and, and brands that like, oh, you know, uh, you know, because there's so many I would never know about unless they emailed me. And, you know, sometimes if they see me on the telly or see that I've done something online, they'll say, look, we've invented this product over the last year or we've got this initiative. Can we tell you about it? I'm like, please do, because if I believe in that product, I will shout about it to everybody else. That's perfect. Let me jump on that, actually, Andy, because we've had yeah. a few questions on... People which are watching us, some of them are within the PR world and know how it works. For those who don't, can you tell us about your role on TV and how you want to be contacted by brands? What's the best way to approach you? Absolutely. Well, I, I would say um, these days, I, honestly, I, I do read my direct messages on Instagram. I do read my direct messages on Twitter. I have no problem with people e emailing me whatsoever. I think some, somewhere... My email address is somewhere because sometimes I get random emails going, oh, I've got your email. I'm like, oh, OK, that's what I honestly do not mind. I don't know whether it's on LinkedIn because I'm, I'm not very good with LinkedIn, you know. Maybe I need to. OK, fair enough. A bit more, but I've only just really got into it. But um, honestly, a lot of people will contact me um, about their brand just as a direct message. And then I will say, hey, here's my email address. Get in contact. But um, it's funny, isn't it, how, you know, we do... Uh, business on WhatsApp now as well, as well as email and all that. But um, it is social media, funnily enough, that has really helped me. Very it's sort good. Of... So you're very approachable, it seems, that people can contact you directly and you do reply. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? Very I will good. be on sometimes when I'm so busy, you know what it's like? Messages do slip through the net and I am every now and then going, I didn't respond to that person. So if somebody's watching now and has thought, do you know what? He never got back to me about that. Just email me again because okay. it, it's, I started a response and hadn't finished it. I can be a little <laughs> bit if I'm perfectly honest with you. Um, I was going to say, just going to say hello to Nisha. Uh, just, just said hello. Lovely to see you. And my husband has said, 
He's a hugger and a talker. That's what <laughs> I know. I was coming up to that. <laughs> anyway, but I mentioned that. No, I love it. And and I carry on. There's some lovely people joining that I haven't seen for a long time. So it's really nice to see so many faces. Um, on your TV at the moment, because I know you got busy, you said you have, a, you have something coming up next week. Tell us more. Yes. Well, I mean, because the funny thing is, I've sort of, you know, as I said, by trade, I've always been a sort of TV producer and director. But I've yeah. always quite, I did drama. I'm a bit jazz hands. I like to sort of communicate. So I sort of juggle a bit of both. Um, and uh, so the latest project that I've worked on uh, as a director um, is a series on chocolate. It's uh, with Rachel Koo. Oh, love her. She's brilliant, lovely cook and wonderful, wonderful to work with. It was a really lovely team. Um, I got approached to um, work with her for this series for Food Network um, and on Discovery Plus, which is um, a subscription part of the Discovery. And it's a series entirely dedicated to chocolate we were the original premise was to sort of go around northern europe and uh, go to lots of different places be it paris and you know uh, belgium and amsterdam and uh, also the uk but obviously we had to sort of rethink how we were going to do that okay. and uh, so we sort of put things on hold we got all the scripts and the ideas written and then it became a little bit more uk based because rachel uh in Stockholm, so she was in sweden and the, the cooking sections, in the end, we actually did during the summer. From this, where I am sat now, I directed via um, uh, Zoom. Oh, no, was it Zoom? Or what, what, I was on, like, FaceTime or something. And yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Um, Rachel was cooking in her kitchen in Stockholm. We had two cameramen, three cameras. Uh, that producer is elsewhere in Bristol. He was on the call as well. And I had all the monitors aligned up so I could see... Rachel cooking and what was in each shot and I could direct from here while she was in Stockholm. Wow. We did that and then when things opened up a bit at the end of the summer before the autumn we managed to film all of the location stuff and we finished filming in this house. Rachel was in this in my kitchen. We Doing finished, Bristol, yeah. I mean Bristol, we've been, I've driven up to Scotland, we've been to Yorkshire, we, uh, we've been to Cardiff, we've been to Wales, we've been to London, we've been to see all the best chocolate makers um, around the UK, a few little bits abroad as well, but mainly in the UK um, to sort of see how diverse, how wonderful chocolate is. It's very much I a celebration. It. And I'm very much, I'm very lucky to, all the programs I work on are quite celebratory about the ingredients, which is nice. So we managed to do that and we finished filming that the week of the November lockdown. So we were like, let's get this. <laughs> Next week, so we had the Christmas special went out in December um, yeah. and the starts on. Easter Monday, and you can catch that on Food Network. Yes, can't wait to see it. I see so many lovely comments. At the same, I'm a huge chocolate. I used to handle the PR for La Maison du Chocolat, so French, not, not an English brand, but a French brand, as yeah. you will remember, because we actually we've had so many tasting, a good, good, you know. Mm. Unfortunately, they're no longer in this available in this country for many reasons, but uh, uh, I'm a huge chocolate fan, so I'll be definitely plugging this one. That's really good. So can we see you this time in front of the camera or, or behind, still behind? So but this is behind the camera because I directed the entire okay. series. Okay. However, on the chocolate theme, on Sunday, on Easter Sunday, I'm on uh, Love Your Weekend with Alan Titchmarsh on ITV uh, doing a, an item on the best of British chocolate. And it's <gasps> yeah. a that the series starts on Monday because when we recorded it, we didn't know when it was going to start. So I haven't, in that item that I do on Sunday, we don't mention the series, but because I directed the series, I got to know all these wonderful chocolatiers. 
So I've used some of the people from the series yeah. um, and I've, um, as the, 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 some of the chocolates that we're, we're tasting on Sunday. So you can see that we've got um, individual little chocolates. We've got hot chocolate. I make a beautiful uh, cocktail with, with the chocolate and we've got cream liqueur as well. So we've got lots of different types of chocolate lined up on my best of <sighs> Sunday. That'll be about quarter to midday on ITV. So you okay. can get to we will well. be plugging that on the social and making sure to give you a big shout out. We're looking forward to that. Nisha is asking, what's your drink chocolate egg for Easter? Oh, me, oh blimey. I mean, I've got to say, I've, I've got two very different sides. I'm a Gemini, so I have two very different sides. Everything, I can always see both sides of a story. One part of me is so in love with um, the bean to bar movement in the UK. I think okay. pump chocolates is incredible which is a small uh it was a bakery or is a bakery in orford and the co a coastal uh, town in suffolk and it's beautiful but they started their own bean to bar chocolate factory around the corner and they get the beans in they make it all there and some of their stuff i haven't got one of their easter eggs yet i haven't bought any easter eggs yet but they do um a bakery range where they put the sourdough crumbs and rye crumbs oh, in the nice find out whether they're doing an Easter, because I like egg-shaped chocolate. I'll be honest with you, I really like egg-shaped chocolate. And if they do one of their crumb uh, chocolates as an Easter egg, that's what I would absolutely love. I would, that would be my favorite. That. Okay, I think the message has gone out there. We shall thank them on that conversation. <laughs> I, like, I, have to say, I do quite like a bit of uh, commercial chocolate as well. I'm not a snob. If I'm in a supermarket and you know you go past, and I fancy a mini egg, I'll buy some mini eggs. You sort of can't go wrong with just that sort of, that pleasure that reminds you when you were a kid. Do you yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> completely. There's a, there's a chap talking about chocolates and he's never been a client, but he turned out to be a friend of the year called Paul, Paul A. Young. Um, I don't know if you spoke to Paul for the show, but um, he, yeah. I, I, it was before he got really, really well known and quite big. And I remember doing some events with him when I used to handle the PR for uh, BMW. And he came to the BMW showroom to do some live tasting of chocolate for the guests oh, no. um, and the clients. Uh, and I found this man absolutely fascinating. I haven't seen him in a few years, but he was creating chocolate with the most unusual flavor and then blending them together. Um, and it works. It works. I mean, you had the gimmicky of the Marmite chocolate, which I was never too sure, but, it, you know. Oh, you see, I think that works. We did film with Paul in ah, cool. a beautiful uh, uh, place he has there, just um, uh, just off of uh, sort of near Angel. And um, his flavour combinations in those chocolates is incredible. How on earth he comes up with such amazing combinations, I just don't know. And what I love is he's got his core cool range, but he's also got his seasonal treats where it'll be something like, you know, something that really be hints to the season. And actually he made for us his Marmite brownies and we filmed ah, it. So that and I like umami, I, I like Marmite, yeah. my husband not. But I thought it worked because the umami of the Marmite and that tang, I thought was really nicely balanced with the chocolate. But again, it's about having just the right level. You could put too much in and it would be bloody hideous. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, yeah. He, he did. It did very well. <laughs> it did well. So how do you blend then your so food knowledge, which clearly is intense, with your wine and spirit knowledge? Because I know, obviously, you're a keen um, wine drinker, uh, but also in that sense of you know a lot about the, the provenance of all these products and so on, uh, but also spirits. And we've worked on, on, uh, on Don Papa together on, on, um, on, on rum, so I know you like rum too. Um, yeah. Do you try to blend your love for food and wine, or, or are they quite separated? 
No, I, th I think for me, they've always gone hand in hand. I think I was very lucky to grow up um, in a family that, um, you know, we had a big veg patch in the garden and uh, we would go around to, to there were various farms where a lot of people put out little tables where you could like buy um, homegrown stuff or eggs or carrots or even cider. And actually my dad would make his own beer as well. So very much at home when I was a kid and a teenager, you'd try different things or maybe homemade cordials or next door's made something, try that. So the food and drink love was always very much intertwined. And then when in 2006, I got the chance to develop Saturday Kitchen, uh, we developed the idea with James Martin and then it went on air on, on BBC One um, way back then. That was all about marrying food and drink together. So I don't really see them as, as separate things. And, you know, even when I've got a cup of tea, I'm thinking, what would go with that tea? What's my favourite biscuit to have with that tea? Or that best bit of cake? Or, or you know, matching cocktails to, um, to food? And wine. Yes, I drink wine on its own or a cocktail on its own. But I'm always thinking, wouldn't that go nice with, I don't know, a, a nice steak? Or, like, oh, I had this beautiful... Um, uh, Tokai uh, the other day, a dry, nice. like I could taste this anise seed, and I was like, I gotta make a fennel salad because that fennel salad Brilliant. is gonna go. And again, some of the like the wines of uh, Romania, which I've tasted with with you guys, yeah. um, you know, they're so food friendly, and yet you can absolutely drink some of those on their own and just enjoy it. But for me, I just I'm always thinking about the next meal and the next drink. Oh and this sounds like we have to work on a new series there. There's a, there's, a new, there's a new TV show coming up. There's definitely something missing at the moment to blend yeah. all of that in a friendly, yeah. I guess, in a, yeah, in a friendly way to demystify, demystify. We all food and wine match all the time. Um, but actually, I can't think of a good program at the moment. There's one which I know you were a fan of as well of our joint and common friend, uh, Cyrus Todiwala. Um, oh. You know when he was shooting with his friend Tony Singh, the chef also lives in Scotland, that series, um, The Incredible Spice Man. Right. That was awesome. I want to see a second series of that. <laughs> I, they should have made that. I don't know why a second series wasn't made because they're, they're so good together because they're so passionate. They work well together and they're really unique characters. I mean, yeah. I... I mean, you know what they're like. They're just hilarious to be around. They presented a Saturday Kitchen Live when I was doing it. I think James, when James Martin was hosting, he wasn't there one week. He had something else on and they presented it. Oh my God, it was so funny. But at the time, <laughs> heart attack because trying to get them, and sometimes you hear them repeat what somebody said in their ear and they'll repeat it back. And I was like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. It's supposed to be a bit endless. In hindsight, it was fun, but I remember that morning, my heart felt like somebody was just crushing my, my rib cage because I was so stressed because they were new to it. We thought, you know, giving people a chance is what it's all about. You just don't want to see the same faces all the time. And um, they're best, but my goodness me, those two characters on live TV, it was a bit like, you know, you know when you've got two, two toddlers, and you're trying to stop one of them from going around, you know, one corner and one toddler from eating glass or something, you know, it was like, oh my God, Focus, focus. So uh, they are, yeah. they are the best, and I'm, and I'm, yeah. I haven't spoken to Cyrus for a few, few weeks. I just know that unfortunately, his restaurant in the city had to close down. So Cafe Spice Namaste, but he's about to reopen, and re, relaunch himself uh, in another way. So uh, big plug to our friend Cyrus, and I'm sure that the month will, will, will hear much more from him. He's, I think, moving to a different... It's, a, it's not just up the road, isn't it? I think he's going to get another location. And I can't wait to go back because Cafe Spice Namaste is fabulous. And his cooking yeah. and Parvin work 
so hard and they're such good people i can't wait and his wife you're right to plug carvin with you know she's a big part of of that business that empire tony what are you absolutely right and we, we love he her dearly that relationship i'm just she <laughs> <laughs> makes but he 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 uh, turns up and does what he does but they're a beautiful coupling no absolutely um same question as nisha asked earlier on about your favorite chocolate i'm gonna ask you if you had one last drink today what would it be what would you drink Um, let me see, I think, what am I in the mood for? Funnily enough, I think, do you know what? Today's gone a little bit colder. It's been really warm the last couple of days. Today's gone a little bit cold. I think my, my last drink before I would go to bed tonight would probably be a nice red wine. And, uh, but if I've had a few glasses of wine, I think I want something different. What I'm turning to now is having a, a vermouth and oh, tonic. Oh, good idea. Love it. And, um, you know, in such diversity, and obviously I did an item on that on Alan Titchmarsh's show, and I sort of researched a lot of the British vermouths that are out there. And the, the diversity between the sort of the, the dry whites and the sweeter reds, you know, you can have real fun with it. And sometimes when you think, I'm not going to open another bottle of wine just to have a glass, I'm going to have a, a V&T sometimes. Mm. I think that's a really... You're super... Yeah, my last drink. <laughs> yeah, a, a glass of red wine or a, a vermouth and tonic. Yeah, I try, um, we try vermouth. So, you know, we picked up a, a lovely brand called Azaline recently and we try vermouth with uh, brandy. So we had Saint Remy brandy on a cocktail with Azaline. I'll send you the, the recipe. Um, very yes. easy to make and, and super nice. Very yes. too nice. <laughs> well, I'll I, send it to you. Well, funnily enough, I did an event for, um, for uh, Cognac Frappin uh, last oh, yeah. week. I, you know, I've always appreciated brandy in very much, you know, add it to nice things to cook with, but I've never really appreciated it as a drink. And these brandies were so beautiful. I was like, this is amazing. And actually, they are very much encouraging people to use brandy as, uh, or use cognac as a, um, uh, as a cocktail ingredient or mix it with ginger beer and things like that. So actually, my new love of cognac and my revised love of uh, vermouth would be a really good way to go. So yeah, you have to yeah, let me know the cocktail recipe and I'll, I'll give it a go definitely definitely well that's really lovely it's really nice to hear from you it's really nice to hear that you're doing well there's loads of exciting things in the pipeline over the coming days and weeks we'll make sure to tune in from Monday we'll put that on to our social media as well to give it a real shout there um it's really exciting so I'm genuinely very happy for you I hope we can see you again I mean life is starting to reopen as cross is going on lockdown as of last night you know we seem to be coming out a little bit of it on, on the 12th I guess April if I'm correct um but yes yeah, so no, it's really lovely thank you for taking the time we will uh, keep in touch as usual and um Yeah, keep in touch. And I guess for all the brands out there who wants to speak to, to you, Andy, as you said earlier on, connect on, on your social media. So at TV Andy Clark, if I'm correct. Yeah. On the, on, and then what else? So LinkedIn, we can find you there. Yeah, so um, on, on Twitter and Instagram, it's just, it's easy because it's exactly the same handle. It's TV's Andy Clark. So TVS, Andy with a Y, Clark with an E on the end. And on LinkedIn, I think I'm just Andy Clark, a bit like Facebook, isn't it? So I think I'm just on, on Facebook and on LinkedIn, I'm just Andy Clark. You'll see me because there'll be a, a big picture of me smiling with my um, big teeth and my bald head. So you'll find me. <laughs> oh, uh, one last thing, sorry, before you go. I've got to ask you, for people who are starting to click on your social media, Andy, 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 where do I start? Um, following Andy on Instagram is 
is could be a story in itself. What came to your mind when you started to pose naked? Mm. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't we didn't address this earlier on. That honestly, yeah, my social media is all full of food, nice views, and me naked. But <laughs> we love it. <laughs> In a, in a, you know, in a pornographic way. Um, what I did, this is this comes out of the whole idea of making people smile during lockdown. I literally, weather was so nice this time last year. I have a nice garden. I encourage people to eat seasonally and to enjoy their food, but be healthy. And what I did was um, I just started posing with various vegetables and fruits out in the garden. <laughs> I love it. People just started really liking it. I think I might, might need a few more. Yeah, I, actually I'm yet to do one with Clementines. Maybe we do a little campaign. It's so coming off. I can tell the Clementine is coming out. The bracelet, absolutely. Um, no, but with that, I just wanted to, I thought, do you know what, if one thing I can do, even though I couldn't officially work on anything at that point, was to try and make people smile. And the great thing was, people and brands would come to me, like um, I did something for British Asparagus. They said, we'd yeah. love you to help us campaign do some little videos about cooking with or wine matches or how to store it and they said but part of the campaign we really want a naked selfie i love it i managed to turn that into into work and i've, I've got quite a few new followers through the naked shots if i'm honest so, <laughs> wait so you bad. get a good sort of 500 like for a photo just when you start so please never stop every time you plug one and i'm sure one is coming for easter i, I bet knowing you um it it gives a smile. You're absolutely right. I always Good. giggle. I'm like, this is brilliant. Well, you're very turned. You clearly exercise as well. So, you know, keep it that body. Yeah. <laughs> well, as much as I do and drink as much as I do. Like today, I've already been out for my run on the hill. Uh, opposite, I up and down the hill. So I did that before breakfast to get the blood flowing, which is good. Nice. Wine. I'm hosting a wine and food matching dinner for a local restaurant tonight. We've got 76 people with a six course meal being delivered to them and wines. So I'm doing that tonight. So with all that food and drink, I've got to try and stay trim somehow. Yeah. Chocolate that's around, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Same here. So I know very well. Nisha said, when's Rachel Koo program on? Yeah. So yes, I don't know what time, but it is on Food Network on Monday, Nisha. Monday. And um, that's when the series starts. I think we've got 12 episodes, I think. And also it is on Discovery Plus. If people subscribe to Discovery Plus, you can watch them all now. They're all on there. So, so that's Fabulous. That. Fabulous. And Alan is just telling the world to follow you. Absolutely. We'll plug all of your social again. Yes. Thank you Lord. so very much, my lovely. Oh, see you very, very soon, Clem. Mm. Lots of so lovely to speak to you. Speak to you again very soon. Bye. A bientôt. Ciao. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Connection Privé, a podcast produced by Clementine Communication PR Agency. This episode was mixed and edited by Chris Osborne. For more insightful interviews about networking and the power of human connection, make sure to subscribe to Connection Privé on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell a friend about us. I'm your host, Clémence de Crécy, and I hope to see you again soon. À bientôt!